podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Anfield Index podcast on Tuesday the 17th of April, a date on which in 1521 Martin Luther was excommunicated from the Roman Catholic Church. In 1875 the game snooker was invented by Sir Neville Chamberlain and in 2018 Jurgen Klopp's Reds have got a two-legged Champions League semi-final to look forward to against Roma. Momentous events all, I think you'll agree. I'm Trev Downey, your over-caffeinated host, speaking to you from the study of my home in a field in the mythical county of Mead. And it is my pleasure, after a week of absence, they can tell you about that, to reacquaint you with my two recording chums, Messrs. Carl Kopak and Cam Branch. Good evening, Carl. If you want to cheer together, shout hooray, hooray. If you're one with the team, shout hooray, hooray. If you're happy that we did it, then you really got to show it. If you're here for Man City, shout hooray, hooray. There's no way I'm letting that go. (laughs) There's no way we can even pretend that there's any sincerity about that. That is just, that is the moment of the week. And I'm going to come straight back to you on that after I introduce our other friend this evening. Good evening to you, Cam. Cam, I know you don't have a quote ready, but I do want you to tell our listeners, because they will be concerned about your safety. You are doing some, some, you're doing some, some guerrilla podcasting again in the vein of the, of the, of the stuff you did before. I don't mean in the shed where you normally are banished by your family. I mean actually roadside podcasting. This is, this is the dedicated stuff that, that we're really in it for, that we admire you so much for. But I think you're a little bit afraid of biker gangs. Um, uh, scooter gangs, scooter gangs. It sh- uh, sh- scooter uh, gangs. Scooter gangs. Uh, seem less yeah. threatened. <laughs> oh no, they were more threatening. They, they, they were all, you know, like 16, 17 year olds and, um, they're, they're the nasty ones, aren't they? They, they hurl <laughs> obscenities and they hurt my feelings and, um, then I start crying. So, um, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm parked up just outside the NEC in Birmingham. Um, I've got a sign here that says, funnily enough, NEC Resorts World Gensing Arena. Um, and I'm in a little entrance for a field with a, a, a gate behind me and, um, I'm just constantly looking around. So, um, yeah, good to go, lads. I'll keep your head in a swivel, fella, because you can never be too sure of what's going on in those back roads. And, uh, Carl, we need to come back with great swiftness to. Can I just say this? It's like multicolored sport shop when they go to Key Chegwin in the field, land from a car park somewhere. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly. Yeah. Cam is our roving reporter. Yeah. He's, he's, he's bringing us a flavor of the, of the, of the, the, uh, the outside world. He's, uh, visiting the parochials. God bless him. Um, and, 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 you know, it's nice. It's nice for us to be in contact with the. When he's with on the, the tour. Yeah. He's, he's our connection to the regular folk. You know, you yeah. and I, Carl, we don't do that. No, you know? no, no. I wish I was. Yeah, and a rarefied study that study atmosphere, but um, but it's nice it's nice of Cam to to reach out to the people in that way. Anyway, I was saying to you, talk to me a little bit about just for those who perhaps are still not fully aware of the horror that is behind that quotation of yours, the city video, the city uh, video put out by uh, Etty Salat or whoever it was, their sponsors, um, featuring the inverted commas, acting talents of Aguero and Chums and set to quite the worst, quite the worst chant and music of all time. It's the cringiest thing I have ever seen. And I quite like City. Many of my friends are City fans. Not many, too, are. And I like them. I like them as a club. But Christ alive, that's a horror show, isn't it? Well, I know that you're a big fan of Sergio Aguero's uh, Aguero's, uh, big shout in the tunnel. Uh, I like that, yeah. I know that's your favourite bit. My favourite bit is the old man in the pub sat down with, with, with for some reason, with confetti around him. I don't quite understand. Um, who just raises his arm and shouts, hooray! Very loudly, the second half <laughs> of the league. Because that's what I was, that's what I was doing when Shevchenko, um, uh, missed the penalty in Istanbul. Hooray! Yeah. I shouted with one yes. arm in the air. <laughs> I mean, 
talk about the gentrification of football. Um, oh, it's oh. the fact. It's the fact that it's the, the tune is. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. It's a, it's mm. a nursery rhyme practically. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel sorry for City, and it's good to see Steve Fuser, you know, taking the piss out of it and taking it well. Uh, as uh, um, Steve's uh, probably ice cold, the best as he might have been around. And um, it's just some City fans were saying, can we give the league back? So we don't have to do this. <laughs> completely negated the joy of, um, of winning the league by Man United losing. And it's just it's horrible. Well, you it's see, fun, you, I should also say it's fantastic as well, by the way. It's fantastic. It's the kind of stuff, let's be honest, if it wasn't, look, thank Christ, we've got football stuff to be excited about. But if it wasn't for that, if our season was petering out, I think I'd be, I'd be far more engaged with this. I've only watched it twice. Whereas I think if things were going badly for us, you'd be, you'd be schadenfreuding the hell out of this. But even, Cam, I don't know if you saw it, but there was another video that was put out today. I don't know if it was almost like a PR exercise featuring, uh, Vinnie Company standing up on a table in, in, in a, you know, a sort of a very typical pub not a fancy place at all uh trying to get a little bit of a an atmosphere going amongst the punters who are in there and very drunkenly sort of talking over them and that kind of fell a bit flat as well the whole thing god love them you know it's just it's 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 all a bit lame isn't it yeah like the fans flocking to the stadium um when it was an you know when they won the league it's like the door come in one car yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You could have taken them, Cam. I could have, you know, I could have made a made a couple of quid on that journey. Yeah, impressive, so, um, right? <laughs> yeah, very. Um, yeah, they they've uh, popped up massively, haven't they, with um, winning the league almost. Um, it's an embarrassment, you know. You'd think there'd be somebody in their PR department somewhere going, no. Well, I, no, I think seriously. that's the bigger point. How did it get released in the first place? Did yeah. Nobody actually genuine in the city PR department look at that video and say, no. Just no. I, we don't care how many millions you give us. No. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, that's that's a marketing... I was going to say man, but I would do that. A uh, marketing person's view of what football fans are about. And that tells me that marketing people have never been to a football match in their lives. Well, the, the, the city ones haven't, that's for sure. No, it's just absolutely incredible. I mean, it's just... If I can just quote Winston Smith from 1984, the greatest book ever written. Um, I understand how, I just don't understand why. What are yeah. they gained from that? Mm. Do you, do you know, do you know what strikes me? I'm, I'm interested because I'm going blind into this next topic because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm like, as you lads well know, I'm, I'm juggling. So I didn't get a chance. I, I've seen it. It's been, it's been pinged onto my timeline several times today, but I just didn't have the quiet space, uh, to sit down and watch it. So here's what I'm wondering. Apparently there's a video out today, um, from our lot and it's, um, the, the, it's, it's been uniformly um lauded from what i can see in the responses i've seen it's been recommended to me people talking about getting all emotional all the rest of it now it's just interesting because i see a conversation between you and cam there who've both seen it just in advance of this and you had a couple of issues with it carl in terms of you know let's let's be honest if we're gonna if we're gonna take out the uh the 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 the, the timmy mallet um um you know sort of uh, blow up hammer and, and and batter city city around the head with with it for being a bit daft and a sort of a bit crap you know in good spirits because they're they deserve winners of the league and all that stuff then we need to maybe tr- turn it back on ourselves here do we what was your take on that 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 video because people will know what, what what we're talking about by the time this comes out it's it's been universally loved, so I feel I feel universally loved. So I feel a bit bad for saying hang on a minute about this. What if they want to do it? Fair enough. Again, I don't understand why. I don't don't know what we're trying to do with that. Um, I'd rather the club are concentrating on Roma than concentrating on releasing silly videos. Um, but a lot of people like it, and you know if it feels that brings them to the club, then who am I to criticise? However, um, I, I for a start the term. This is just me being old. The term LFC family really fucking annoyed me. I <laughs> yeah, just don't, yeah. I just don't like that at all. Um, I always say to that, yeah, but you haven't met my family. Um, and I, I'm also, I don't feel, I want, I feel it's churlish of me to criticize them because as, as I've said before, they were really good to my family when my sister died. 
So I, I never, I don't want to criticise them after that, but it's just little things. These are our streets, and it just makes you think, Anfield is such a terrible area, and the club have done nothing about that area, and yet they seem to be taking a credit for it. There's lots of pictures of kids in the ground, which makes you think, how are the kids going to get in? You're, you're charging a bloody fortune. And again, it just makes me think, this is a PR man's perspective of, of Liverpool, and they have got some things right in there, um, and it's nice and everything. I just, and I, I realise I'm being childish about it, but I don't see the point of why they've done it. No, I, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a chance to, uh, to, to, to show the fact that you are far from churlish because you're a typically uh, um, full, fulsome in your praise of certain individuals who, who nobody would have seen this coming. We're going to talk about that in a little bit later on. I think there is something that you as, as a local man would have a take on it that and maybe outsiders wouldn't uh, necessarily immediately have because I think an awful lot of the feedback that I've, uh, I've had are from people who, who aren't from the region, who aren't directly from the city and perhaps they just fasten on to the more sort of uh, heartstrings moments and Cam I don't know have you seen this you have haven't you what, what did you I, make I, of it I, I have as a wall out of towner I liked the video I thought it was really good um, I thought it was different not something I'd ever seen before um, admittedly and you're all going to laugh at this and uh, I've been laughed at already because I mentioned it in another whatsapp group somewhere uh, I was first watched the video on a very old iPhone 5C and the sound was terrible and I didn't realise it was Jürgen until the end. Yeah. I, 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 I honestly didn't and that's just because the sound was bad but I knew it wasn't a local person speaking. I got that much out of it and then slowly afterwards Jürgen and I thought, oh wow, that's really added something to it for me. You know, when I realised it was Jürgen, obviously everybody else will realise that straight away because they don't carry shitty old 10-year-old phones and try and watch really good videos on it. So, um, but from what I, I saw a tweet, somebody tweeted earlier, apparently it's something to do with the new kit launch, this video. So that's, yeah. that's what it might. So Carl saying he didn't know what it was about, why they released it. It may have something to do with the kit uh-huh. launch that's coming up. So, um, but what the relation is to kit in that video, I have yeah. no clue. <laughs> Because there's no there's no there's no mention or reference to kit, so I could be completely yeah. wrong there. But I, I enjoyed the video. I thought it was different, and I thought it showed a video that was more real. If you compare it to the Man City video, which was manufactured, oh god, it's streets ahead of fake, and it was you know as awful and cringeworthy as could be. This then isn't cringeworthy. It, it was actually then released at the perfect time because it shows Man City. This is how you make a video. Yeah, and, and to be fair, again, the the buds at the club who are responsible for putting stuff out uh, have been increasingly excellent. And it doesn't hurt that you have someone with the sort of um, uh, heft um, in every sense of the word, especially when it comes to emotionally, uh, that Jurgen Klopp has. Because he's a guy that people say things and you just listen and you nod your head and go, yes, Jurgen, that's right. Uh, and he has that effect on people, Carl, doesn't he? That, uh, you know, if it's coming from Jurgen, there's a certain sort of authenticity that people assume whether or not it is, as Cam says, a sort of a, a marketing campaign that's building up in terms of that new, uh, now I'm going to so- sound old now, that new awful polo shirt kit but anyway there is something about when Jurgen's involved that gives it that extra authenticity isn't there yeah there is I mean, I mean if, if you at, at least they're not, you know, they're, not, they're not bringing in DJ Spoonie to do it or someone like that um, or you know or another celebrity red or something like that so I mean there's, there's that to it I don't know if any of you if either of you have heard um, uh, the great Graham Hunter the big interviews the big interview interview with Jurgen Klopp yes I it's it's really good. He's, he's just he's just a fascinating man. He's just really interesting to listen to him, and um, you know just just to find out how self-effacing he is, and you know, he, he doesn't walk around saying I am the big am. You know he's always learning and things like that. So I think when you put him on things like this, um, although why does everything have to be behind a, a, a slow piano? That's just a personal thing um, to make it more emotional. Um, but yeah, it's 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 better than me doing it. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I think that's why I'm annoyed. Yeah, you didn't get to get. I think I think the lesson we've all learned here is that it's better than that city thing. It's better than that city <laughs> atrocity. <laughs> that's that's that, based. That city video, you can see you can see the players look at each other and say, "What?" Oh, uh, <laughs> Carl, you you can see the 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 the, the paint 
ribbed joined together. It's the most hideous thing. Listen, if you haven't seen it, folks, get yourself onto it. You will watch it endlessly because it's just the most awful thing I've, I've ever seen. I don't know. Actually, something that just occurs to me there, Carl, just seeing as we're in this flow of this conversation, you mentioned DJ Spoonie or whatever other celebrity Anfield fan they want to, or Liverpool fan they want to, to roll out for the day. There are a clatter of them, aren't there? I know I did consider, and I sort of pitched it at Gags, thinking about an idea for a show when we were thinking about AI Pro initially, and I was thinking, what about maybe getting some celebrity reds for interviews? Like, who could we possibly go for? And, you know, you go from, like, the high-profile likes of Daniel Craig to that Ian of EastEnders. (laughs) There's a lot of them out there. He's good, though. Adam Woodgate knows his stuff. Does he? He genuinely knows his stuff, yeah. How do you How do you know that? I, I follow him on Twitter, and he retweeted um, a Jay Spearing song that I tweeted once. So I like him. He, he, he does genuinely know his stuff, though. Um, right, not, okay. uh, another one I can tell you is, is Pat Sharp. Pat Sharp, the, the, the 80s, 80s mullet fella. Yeah, apparently he was, he was, he was in uh, Athens. He must have ah. qualified. He must have got all his um, tickets done. He must have got his loyalty up there to get a ticket for the final. So an actual fan as opposed to a Sam Jackson fan. No, I may be sarcastic, but you know, <laughs> no. Uh, oh yeah, but apparently he was at Athens. Um, yeah, there's tons of them, aren't there? Yeah, tons of them. Tons of them. <laughs> Adam Woodley, You're still just bitter. Real, unless he's been shot again, I don't know. I don't watch it. Um, no, he, he, he knows his stuff. He, he does know his stuff. Uh, uh, Cam, if you had to pick a favorite uh, celebrity Liverpool fan, who would you go? With? Samuel L. Jackson. I knew you would. I knew you would. <laughs> <laughs> Am I that predictable? I don't, I don't no, it's just, it's just, it's just he's a man who once wore a kilt, and I think you quite fancy that. That's next. That's, that's next. That's, I think that is. That's I think, actually a really good point. <laughs> I, I, I reckon I, I could pull a kilt off. Yeah, you mind could. You, mind you, I know. I've got, I, I've got legs. Women would want to die for, so maybe not. Good lord, good lord. Skinny as anything, so. Uh, pull, pulling the kid, the kilt off is exactly the wrong notion, my friend. What you want to do is, <laughs> you want to do is quite the bottom part of my legs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, uh, you just, you just, just pack your, pack your spar in there and shut up for a while. <laughs> as long uh, as you're not looking up it, we'll be fine. <laughs> no interest, pal. <laughs> Oh God! Yes, yeah. No. So, uh, listen. I'll tell you what. If 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 we do win biggers, I will I will make you. I will make a pact with you right now. If we do win biggers, we'll both rent kills and we'll both take photos. A kilt and tweed. Yeah. Is that what we're doing? We're gonna rock up at Anfield in a kilt and tweed. Kilt and tweed, man. Kilt yeah. and tweed. Get Andy Robinson involved. Carl, what, Carl, the floor I'll, is I'll open to you. To you can join in if you want, my friend. Friendly. How's that? <laughs> um, people have to pay to see these legs. I'll just say that. Not that they're very good at the moment. I did the Brighton 10k on Sunday, <laughs> and uh, my legs belong to somebody else today. I'm sure of it. I'm walking with somebody else's legs. I'm in so much pain. It's untrue. Wasn't it? Wasn't it Tom Hanks who said after he won his Oscar that he was walking on magic legs? There you go. Well, there this go. is the opposite of magic legs. These are <laughs> shit, shit legs. <laughs> shit legs. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Christ. Okay, let's talk a little bit about some football. And uh, I guess since we last spoke, there has been a little bit of a, a bit of a lag period because of various commitments. And, and, and I guess also because of the way that the matches were working out and we didn't want to sort of have a a pod coming out with it just a day before, before the next kickoff and all that sort of thing. So we've got quite a lot has happened to us, gents, uh, since we last spoke in terms of uh, the club and in terms of the draw, in terms of. Yeah, Bournemouth, yeah. They are born with, but, 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 you know, it's easy, it's easy for us, I guess, to sort of maybe skate past it. Um, but just in the chat I was having in the previous podcast there, it just made me realize how bloody important it may well be. Cause I started, we were looking at the table and we were talking about the games that are left and all the rest of it. And it was kind of vital and it was interesting, uh, Cam, that he put out his, his full team. And I'm wondering, do you think he'll do something similar again on Saturday against West Brom? Um, or will he do anything but given that it's Tuesday, uh, turnaround for, you know, the, the next 
biggest game of our season. They seem to be coming thick and fast, the biggest games of our season, and that's the way we like it. But, you know, um, when you consider the, the side that went out at the weekend, got the business done. They got the business done, and it was... I think, you know, normally our best side, uh, considering the, the injuries and all the rest of it and, and, and the unavailabilities, it, it wouldn't be massively surprising to see him do the same again at the weekend, would it? No, not in the slightest. Um, I hope he does put out a strong team because uh, I'm fortunate enough going to be there at the game. So uh, I'd like to see a strong 11 in, in live, in person again. Um, if we were playing away to Roma the following Tuesday, then I think we would probably have seen more changes, uh, a slightly weaker lineup. But I think because we're playing at home, he may go for um, a, a stronger lineup because there's no travelling involved, so there's it, there's a better chance of recovery, I guess. So um, he may rest one of the front three. Mane's been playing a lot of minutes lately. Um, Mo's also played quite a few minutes. It, well, not a few minutes, but. The worry is because he came back from that uh, little groin strain, didn't he? After he went off in the first leg against City, and then he just played 90 minutes, 90 minutes again straight after. So um, he may think, yes, good opportunity to rest Mo, which I wouldn't be adverse to, because obviously Mo is more vital for Tuesday than he is for Saturday. Yeah, um, and especially with uh, Tottenham losing on Saturday, it's given us that little bit of breathing space. Uh, over Tottenham so um, you know things have been going in our favour uh, for the last few games which is a pleasant change considering all those dodgy decisions we've had go against us earlier in the season so maybe things do even themselves out and we're we're getting the rub of the green now so um, yeah well um, I think I think he'll make a couple of changes definitely it'll be as strong as possible midfield Probably uh, uh, Degsy might be out. Yeah, so I, I guess yeah, injuries uh, are a consideration, obviously as well as the game on Tuesday. But I don't know, um, Cam. What what worries me is the idea of losing any sort of momentum because you know we have a team now, and what we saw at the weekend, irrespective of the opposition, irrespective of whatever they brought or didn't bring on the day. And it's easy to be dismissive of a performance like that where we were ridiculously professional and went at them from minute one and just broke them down, broke their spirit with our consistently good attacking football. Just because it wasn't the best we've played all season, it's easy to sort of dismiss it and say, well, they're not much cop. I think we have to, you know, credit where it's due. It was a very, very, very good uh, business-like performance. I'd be worried about losing that. Um, and so the idea of too many changes, I know I was chatting to Guy in the immediate aftermath and, and the two of us were kind of saying, oh, just fire out the 23s for this match. But at the same time, probably not. You know, we probably need to keep a strong side. And on the, on the pod with, 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 um, with Jan just immediately before I was talking to you guys, he's saying, you know, what the changes that would, he would like to see is just give guys a game who probably need a game. Do you know that kind of thing? Do it sensibly like that and probably keep the strong team going. What would you think of that idea of maybe if, if Klein, who had to sit out the last game, I hope he's not too injured. Uh, if he's fit to play, give him a game. Joe Gomez, apparently rumored might be back in, give him a game. You know, that kind of way, would, would those be the kind of changes that might make sense? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think the midfield's already light enough as it is with, uh, the injuries we've got. So you're going to, you're going to see the strongest midfield. Um, there's an issue with obviously, uh, Dexy Lovren. So Clavin will probably come in. Um, that could be an issue in itself because as soon as Virgil moved to the right hand side of the defense, he didn't, he didn't look comfortable at all. So that's going to be interesting to see how that one pans out. Good chat on Klein. I'd, you probably would want to bring Klein in and he, he was absolutely fine against Everton. So Very good. yeah, he, you know, I mean, he, 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 he stood up well to, um, who was it? Blassie on his side, was it? Yeah. Who, yeah. So, um, he, he did reasonably well. The one shot side Blassie had, which produced a brilliant carrier save. Um, he kept Blassie really quiet and, uh, I'm surprised Blassie stayed on the pitch as long as he did because of that. So bringing Klein in, giving Trent a rest is probably vital because Trent's played a lot of minutes. But you're right, we need to keep that momentum going. And um, when when you're winning, you don't feel tired. Yeah. You're just eager and you want to play the next game. There's something yeah. else as well. 
I want to finish second. That, United I, losing I that game was United losing that game was huge. Yeah, absolutely huge. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is there not an is there not an aspect of it? I'm I, I'm just playing devil's advocate because I I agree with you and you know I do. But is there not a, a little bit of an aspect of us, you know, the with the, the battle for United for a second of two ball guys arguing over a comb? Do you know what I mean? Like City are going to finish now twenty points clear, um, which is kind of upsetting in many ways. They've got, I think, it could be up to twenty points, uh, even if everybody wins all their games that are left. That's that's quite quite stomach churning in and of itself. But you let that go. Um, this the this the 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 concept of the battle for second place. What, what's what what merit do you see in it, Carl? And I agree with you, by the way. But I'm just wondering, can you can you put words on why it's important? It's a statement. You finish yourself as high up in the league as you can. And if the worst happens, I'll take semi-finals of the Champions League and second place in the league as progress. That's huge progress. Um, so second is just way better than third. It just is. And, you know, finishing runners up. Because next year, I listened to the Times podcast before, and they were all saying, next year at City and Liverpool, unless everyone goes by is absolutely amazingly 100% accurately, next year City Liverpool. I want it to be City Liverpool this year. Because of the three wins. So I want that to be a statement. You know, this is already a successful um, uh, uh, season, but you can never have too much success. I want to finish second. I'm not sure we will, um, because ten, apart from West Brom, teams do tend to melt against United. But um, we've got the fixtures left where we can do that. And with that in mind then, Carl, uh, the same question to you about how you would go or how you'd like to see us go uh, against West Brom. And, it, it, you know, as you say, they are now a different beast. They they know they're gone. They know they're down. They've got Darren Moore in there. They got rid of, you know, let's be honest, a, a joker. And, and, and there's a different atmosphere. and They're getting the best out of the players they have. And they do have, you know, again, I was just looking at the squad there and, let's be honest, there are a lot of just kind of solid citizens. There aren't going to be too many people when it comes to them being relegated. There's not going to be too much picking over the bones of that particular carcass with any great relish. There's not a tremendous amount to be gotten from that. I've I've mentioned Higazi as a guy I wouldn't mind picking up out of that particular group just because I think he's a, a sort of a uh, an interesting defender who can do a few different jobs. I do quite like that fella. But, you know, there's not a whole lot to them. It's tempting, therefore, to maybe not go strong. But I think I'm hearing from you, you probably would, would you? Well, I said when we played the derby between the, the City games that we have to go strong because it's the derby. This isn't the derby, and we should be able to beat them with Klein. Um, maybe Ben, ben Woodburn, you know, who got on for 30 seconds on Saturday. Um, I, I, I want to see a Mo Salah in a Mr. Burns oxygen tent try to release the hounds from uh, the the middle of a manor somewhere rather than anywhere near that ground. But um, I think we have to go pretty strong. I think it'll be quite similar to the Derby side, to be honest. I think he'll rest Milner. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think it'll be very similar to, to that side. But uh, I think we should have enough to, to, to beat yeah. him anyway. But um, maybe maybe keep some people on the, on the bench just to be on the safe side. Apart from Mo. Who, who, the... the, the la- Apart from Mo, yeah, the the lack of depth is 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 uh you know at once it's a massively simplifying sort of a, a, an influence on uh, Jurgen's selection process, and it's also uh, a, a tragically uh, um um you know sort of upsetting situation that you'd love to have more depth in the squad. But the guys that are there, we can kind of all, almost uniformly rely on now, which is a concept that is quite new to us, Cam. Um, we we we've we've spoken about the the emerging and the developing trust that we have in these players and in the squad and in the way that they operate, uh, you know, and and they're consistently consistently showing it in a way that, you know, it's 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 massively gratifying. It's kind of alien to us, as I've said. We've often had good teams with a few good lads in there, but. It's almost across the board here now. You look, and again, I, I'm aware I'm repeating myself for those of you listening to Malby in the spot, but I don't really care. You look at the likes of um, Lovren turning in consistently half-decent performances. You look at uh, the emergence of Carius. You look at the emergence of Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain as a sort of a powerhouse in midfield who can carry a ball and break lines. You know, you, the, the front three are the front three. They're all world class. Did you see that quote recently? Um, Jurgen talking about the front three, talking about, you know, 
how uh, um, Sadio's uh, world class most days, uh, very good, uh, very very good every day. Uh, how how um, Mo is world class most days, very good every day. But Bobby, world class every day. I, I I love that. I love that, and I I think that shows the manager understands what he's got in that. In that. Bobby, he was dreadful at the top. <laughs> Fucking hell, Calvac, you're always no, there, no, It's you? funny, though, because it's, I've, never, I've never seen a man just walk around just trying his best not to be injured. He was pulling out of absolutely everything. He was waving players past him. We thought it was funny, you know, because uh, it, it was pretty obvious that he didn't want to be on the pitch anyway. <laughs> God, he Listen. was full. He's 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 absolutely beyond reproach for me. I won't hear of this. I won't hear of this slander. Um, but 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 I, I, I came out while I was driving out with with, with that with the with the long winded question is that basically. We have a, a load of lads who are playing out of their skin, and the fact that there's a limited choice doesn't really matter because every one of them that's stepped in has been brilliant. But, you know, there's outstanding guys in there who've just turned the corner and, and emerged as proper footballers like Trent, like Carius, who've just, you know, upped their game to a level we haven't seen before. It's very gratifying. What it is, we, we may not have all the best players in the world, obviously, and we may only have two or three world-class players. But what we have is an outstanding set of lads who understand exactly what the manager and the coaching team expect of them. And they know what to do. They know what their roles are. They know how to play the game the way the manager wants them to play the game. And because they're doing that, they're performing at high levels. And that, and when, Every player is then performing at the highest of their level or their capabilities. You've got a very good chance of winning a game of football. And can, I, can I give you an example of that, Cam? Um, I've, 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 I've written, a, I've done a piece about that, which is probably going to be out by the time this comes out, uh, about James Milner and how he's improved since we all condemned him on this podcast a few months ago. Um, I, I was, um, I was in the main stand on Saturday, really low down, and I was, in, I was by the corner flag where the subs warm up, and this this is probably means nothing, but I really liked it. Ben Woodburn, Ben Woodburn was warming up with Milner, and they were having a nice chat, and they were both laughing and joking. And I didn't see any element of player hierarchy there. It was, you know, it, it, Milner's the the oldest player in the in the club. Ben Woodburn's one of the youngest ones for the first team, probably is the youngest one. And I just thought it, I just thought those are just two lads who are just working together, not you know, um, you know, stretch like this because I'm the pro in Avon League. So it's nothing like that at all. I thought that was really nice. Well, that goes back to why we got rid of a certain player in January. Yeah. Yeah, Carl. No egos are needed. Yeah. No egos are wanted. No. No, and I, I, I just thought that was really nice. The fact that, and also I'll tell you as well that you know the the Salah penalty thing. Um, but where they were warming up, there's a the cameraman was there. You know, stand basically stands on people's toes when they're taking corners. And obviously he's uh, he's got the game on as well. And Milner went over to him, asked him if it was a penalty or not. And the boat went, yeah, it was. And uh, him and Danny Ings just raised their eyebrows at each other and carried on stretching, looking slightly annoyed. Yeah, Carlo, I did want to come to you on, on this because we've we had a very atypical scenario during the week which saw uh, a Carl Kopak article um, where you were getting, you know, almost gooey about um, old Nivea boy Jimmy Milner. Uh, what, what's happening with you, Carl? You know, people are going to worry. James Milner doesn't wear Nivea. He, he, he only washes in carbolic soap. And he, sh- <laughs> he shaves with a bread knife. And he's just doing it because he's a team player. <laughs> he's taking one for the team. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's doing it uh, to be loyal to the badge. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. A nice yeah. No, was, he's a nice no-nonsense man. While, while, while we're on the topic, give, give, give your article a plug because it is, it's a good read. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not out yet, but uh, it will be by the time this comes out. I basically just wrote a piece about how James Milner has progressed, but he hasn't progressed. He's just—it's just the way he is. Uh, from the last 11 minutes of the City League game, where I'll be honest, he was awful, um, and now, can you, as, as I said in the article, can you imagine him not taking him to Rome? It's absolutely unthinkable that you don't think you know that, that mm-hmm. James Milner's not going to be involved in his tie because he was fantastic in the City games, both of them. Yeah. He just has been fantastic. You're dead right. He has been consistently fantastic. And I know that's yeah. something. Can't be. And the derby, he was, he was the best, best player on the pitch in the derby. He was even better than yeah. Wayne Mooney. Yeah. I'll go that far. 
21 touches in 56 minutes, by the way, Wayne. Playing centre midfield in a derby. 21 touches. Look, look, at, look at that. Get, Throwing the stats out. Get, get the net. I believe that's please. what the other lads call a banter stat. Is it? Okay. Yeah, I, call, yeah. I, call, I call it a stat. Yeah, but he's, he's going to come back and say with us, isn't he, Wayne? Yeah. Uh, Cam, I, I, I was speaking to um, um, Mr. Talden in the immediate um, uh, roll-up to getting ready for the, doing the pod with Jan, and he was telling us telling us both that he has a feeling in his tummy about how we might actually win this trophy. And it's very hard at this stage not to get excited about the fact that we do have this opportunity in front of us. And, you know, look, everybody, you know, the league is the league. And it's. I can only get so excited about talking about uh, West Brom and, and the remaining games at this stage because nobody wants to think about anything else except Roma. The draw itself um, happened in the interim while we were off. Um, I don't know how you felt, but I was absolutely mortified by some of the triumphalism and, 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 and chess beating that was going on from idiots talking about how, you know, they're so delighted we got Roma and the dismissiveness of it. And I know there was a, an article on the website, at least, that was flagged up on Twitter today in the bloody echo of all places, talking about uh, how Liverpool could possibly beat Real Madrid in the final. Now, this kind of shit annoys me beyond the beyonds. I have to say, it's just, it's like I said, unnecessarily triumphalist. This is a good side who have done very well to get where they are. We would be wise to pay them the ultimate respect. You don't do what they did to Barcelona without being a very, very handy side. And here's the thing, reading up on Roma, because I didn't know anything about them in advance, and I don't know if you have any any thoughts on them as a team, but you can give me what what, what you feel anyway. They, uh, Their manager... And Di Francesco adjusted his style of play for that Barca game uh, to a a style that they'd never necessarily used much before in the past and start playing this pressing game and a slight change of formation. You know, that's a guy who can think on his feet. This is these are a team to be very, very much reckoned with. And, you know, whereas you might have said it's probably the most favorable and let's not be disingenuous about it. It's still a big challenge, isn't it? Yeah, the listeners need to go and listen to uh, your incisions in Gab Moncati. Because that's exactly what he was saying as well, how they changed their style and went and did a pressing game. And imagine they've got Edin Zeko up front and he's pressing like a motherfucker up there. Edin Zeko. Yeah. The guy's yeah. 30, yeah. 39 years old or whatever he is. And he's, he lumbered around and he, he put a shift in and he, he worked that Barcelona defense ragged. It's not going to be an easy game. It's the last four of the Champions League. We've got a one in four chance of winning. We've got a one in two chance of being in the final. It's, you know, people getting carried away thinking we're in the final are fucking stupid. There's no guarantees in football. Yeah, and and you, listen, you can understand people being pleased with the draw as it worked out Bayern, because yeah. if you were to pick between Bayern Munich and Real Madrid, it's the, it's the one you'd have gone for. And by the way, they're thinking exactly the freaking same. They're going, well, I'd rather Liverpool than the other two. So, I mean, it's... it's, it's and it's, they're thinking it's, we've got Liverpool at home in the second leg. What more could we want? Yeah, but the only thing is, I suppose we've had an immediate... Uh, we've all always been conditioned to think that the second leg at home is the better thing, and it is for obvious reasons in the past, and we've used that to our advantage. But at least in this run, we have the experience of seeing that it can work the opposite way as well. If you do things right, if you hold them scoreless, that you yes. can go and you can do the business. This scoreless thing is the big thing, isn't it? And um, like you said, Absolutely. Ed Jekyll, who is, let's be fair to Ed, and he's only 32. <laughs> he should be able to run around a bit. Uh you know, uh, him and his buddies, um, you know, they, 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 they will be going flat out to get a goal at Anfield. And that's really, I think, where the business needs to get done, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, we, we need a, we need a result and we need a clean sheet, whether it be 1-0, whether it be 2-0, whether it be 3-0, 4-0, 5-0, whatever it's going to be, a goal and a clean sheet is essential. Um, and then we've got half a chance. And it, it's as simple as that. We, you know, it's, it's going to be such a difficult game. You know, I mean, I've, I don't know anything about Roma. But what I do know is, is exactly what you said. They beat Barcelona 3-0. Barcelona, who are currently unbeaten in La Liga. Let that sink in. Barcelona, currently unbeaten in La Liga, were battered 3-0 by Roma. Yeah, Barcelona. And they were battered. 
Barcelona. Yeah, Barcelona who Barcelona who don't concede goals either. Um, you know, they they were they're they're not they're not the leakiest defence in the world either. So I mean as you say, they it was it was such a comprehensive result um for 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 Roma that you just you just have to stop and doff your cap a little bit and 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 remember that, you know, oftentimes sides that maybe are, you know, objectively look a little bit weaker than the opposition can have a certain team dynamic to them. And Carl, this is what this lot seem to have, isn't it? Well, it's not only the fact that they won 3-0, it's the fact that they lost the first 6-4-1. Um, yeah. And to come back, if you're 4-1 down in the first leg at Barcelona, you're pretty much looking at West Brom on Saturday, aren't you? Because that's the end of your season. Yeah. And uh, and Francesco, he's no bulk, you know, he knows exactly what he's doing. And, you know, you there's no shame in losing a, a camp now, but uh, to turn that around, you're right, it's, it's the draw we all wanted, let's not kid ourselves on that, but at the same time, they're at, how good are they? They're in the last four of the Champions League. That's yeah, that's good. how good they are. That's how good yeah. they are. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, and it makes it makes me wonder, you know, uh, and uh, in, in, none of us are, are professing to be experts who watch uh, this lot on a regular basis. But you do hear things, like I said, about that 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 little story about, you know, how he changed his his his, his mind at the last minute and, and decided to go with a different thing. He is a guy, and he even looks like a kind of a junior club. He looks like a, a nerdy or younger brother of Jurgen, you know. And you know, I think uh, a fella who's got that sort of availability and openness to tackle tactical changes and a team that's playing in the way that they are and you know they have some they have some wonderful footballers you know um i love jacko i think jacko is amazing i've always i've always thought he's a good player he, 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 most, he, most him, but he always played well against us he's an excellent finisher yeah this 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 idea of the back three. This is what consider. This is what I'm I'm wondering about. I, I, I said it I said it in the previous show uh, to himself, and he was saying that look, uh, it'd be a brave team that would go with a back three against our front three because you know they got a man each, and then who does what? It's 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 uh, it's a bit of a concern. Uh, and I, I it's an interesting it's an interesting idea. Uh, I I hadn't thought about that um, in in that reg- in that regard, but you know. I think it's it's is it is it Fazio and Manolas and 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 Juan Jesus I think are are their are their back yeah, three and yeah. they've got they've got you know then they've got Kolarov who we know is a very solid performer and can do plenty um they've got Nangalan who's who's a solid footballer and uh, you know used to be a bit better and they've got the Rossi who the Rossi is a bit you know forty eight or nine or fifty three or whatever he is <laughs> he 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 has been going a long time. But he's a guy who he's just one of those guys you'd be worried about. He's one of those guys that might just, you know, he'll be thinking, is this fate? Am I due to win something massive? Um, but the interesting thing for me was the the two sort of lugs up top in, in Jekyll and Schick. And it, as you say, people dismiss Ed and Jekyll, Carl. Um, it, they do it at their peril. Uh, this Patrick Schick guy, we know, Bug, I know Bugger all about him. But, you know, he, he seems to be capable of doing something. I, I, I think it was... It's El Sharawi, I, I was remembering. Is that, is that, is not the guy that used to, I think he's still in the squad, isn't he? He's, he's still there yeah. in their, in their, in their, in their substitutes. And they brought out, brought on Gonalon, I think, in the, um, in, in the, in the quarterfinal as well. Like, I mean, it's not a bad side. You know, Strootman, we were linked with him for ages. Yeah. These are, these are solid footballers. We're just going to have to be really on our metal. And again, I come back full circle to the, to the question about the, the weekend game because it, it is, it is vital, sure, it's very important, but in comparison to Tuesday, it's almost incidental. And, you know, if you were to limit it to the changes you would make, would it be a matter of taking Mo out, as you said, put him in, a, in an oxygen chamber? Um, would it be anyone else uh, who, who would be need? Like, I mean, would you, would you let, let Virgil run? Would you let, you know, who, who, who are the people that need to step out if you are going to take someone out of the firing line? Well, I think Virgil looks after Jacko. So, but I, I think, I think Virgil will play. To be honest, unless he wants to play Clavin, um, uh, I think he might put Clavin in instead of, of, of Van Dijk, possibly, because I can't see Chris Bruns getting too much involved or, or Rondon uh, on on Sunday. Um, but yeah, it's all about Tuesday, isn't it? I mean, it just is. I mean, Tottenham drew tonight. That's going to help us to a small degree as well. Um, I'm not that worried about top four anymore now because we've got to play Chelsea and they're, they're already 73 points behind. And, and I'm really enjoying Arsenal. So, um, loads of nice stats about Arsenal going on. So I think, but I think, I think everything's got to be based down to, uh, to Tuesday night. Everything. So yeah. I, I, yeah. I, think, I think, I think, again, I think you'll go really, really similar to the, um, 
apart from clubbing at left back, we had no choice at the time um, because of Moreno's injury. But um, I, I think he just does the same as the derby. Although I wouldn't blame. Yeah, I said. He's Miller's got a big job. I think you're dead right. Yeah. And I think, I think as you said earlier on, I think he's emerging as someone who's absolutely vital to us. Yeah. Um, uh, you'd like to think the rest of the lads are young enough and like there's a maximum of, well, well there's only a handful of games left, even if we win everything. Um, so, you know, you'd like to think they, they have enough legs in them to, to get through that. Cam, am I right in saying then that if, if Spurs have just drawn, as, as, as Carl says, that leaves them, what is it, two points? behind us now so we're two points clear in third at that stage that that sounds right doesn't it i think every we've 34 games each does that sound right i yeah, believe so, yeah yeah they're yeah. On 60, around 70 yeah that's that's quite handy isn't it i mean and even the, you know chelsea win their game in hand that brings them up to 63 we're seven points clear of them so i don't know yeah it, it's 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 such swings around about so i feel a bit kind of psychotic talking about these games because it's hard to know what to what to prioritize you know a win against west brom and you're you're half you've got a, a foot in the champions league for next year anyway with the way things are going now at the moment it's it's just hard to it's it's hard to it's hard to know if you were to prioritize guys that you'd like to see step out of the weekend just a final word on that who would it be Mane and Salah Mane and Salah yeah 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 as as the two that we can't kind of replicate the, the their impact maybe maybe Milner as well then given given what Carl was saying early on how important he's been emerging to be yeah I mean Milner got a good rest uh last weekend didn't he he only came yeah, in for the last 15-20 that's that's minutes so he's going to be fresh he's uh, as a producer guy says, he's cyborg. You know, he, yeah. he's he's not tired. He, he's raring to go. He's the fittest man in that squad. Incidentally, yes. I'm, I'm looking yeah. at the table now. The most that Chelsea can do is 75 points. Yeah, we need two wins, basically. Well, a win and two draws. It might just be one. Yeah. So the best that Chelsea can do is 75 points, and we yeah. play Chelsea. And our so... goal difference is better. And our goal difference is better. Yeah. That's so five you, points. Yeah. So yeah. So it's five points. Two two wins. Two wins. Uh, does it? Two wins from West Brom, Stoke, Chelsea, and Brighton. You'd like to think that that's a doable thing for a Liverpool yeah. at any time. So let's hope. Let's hope that that is the, that is the case. I mean, I, I don't. I. Uh, there's so many things I'd like to talk about as well that are kind of sideways too at the moment. I mean, uh, just a little word for um, looking at if you're if you're both looking at tables or if you can see the table there. A little word for a fellow who celebrated his birthday during the week. This is my little um, indulgent moment of of Rafa Love. It's nice to see him doing so well, given he had been almost written off there for a while and a run of results there, lads, uh, for Newcastle, which are kind of bananas run of results. Um, a load load of wins. And a draw, and the only time they decided to to lose was against the Reds. So top man, Rafa, in my estimation, and he's got he's got a he's got Newcastle into into tenth there on forty one points, nice and safe. So, what do you reckon? Has he found a, another place where you know it's kind of a, a good fit for him there? Do you, can you see him there next year? What no. do you think, Cam? No, uh, he 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 needs to be at a club where he's got a little bit of a checkbook. Um, he's never had the opportunity in the Premier League to really go out and spend the money and buy the players he really wants to buy without having one hand tied behind his back. And I think he deserves that opportunity. And, um, you know, no, he, he, I think he'd make a great fit at Arsenal. I really do. But, you know, Arsenal are on a self-destructive path at the moment. So do you know, Arsenal already me. can't finish above us and they've got five games left. How bad is that? They can't finish above us. The best they can do is 69 points. It's great. Arsenal have oh. just fallen off. You know, this is the only team in the top four or five divisions who haven't won an away game in this calendar year. Yeah. Not That's a point. how poor they are. Not a point have they gained. Yeah. That's remarkable. That is remarkable. They've lost 11 yeah, I mean, times this season. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's 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 strange. So and if you look, uh, actually, just a little word again. Something in the 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 uh, the, the uh, division below us has been decided there during the week as well. And you've got um, uh, Wolves from uh, from Gags's home home parish there coming up next year uh, with their manager Nuno Espirito Santo, who is 44, but his beard makes him look a bit older. And that to be fair, and his baldy head, which. Um, 
are two things I can relate Mind to. Him, someone, yeah. yeah. Well, actually, I heard him referred to on a podcast recently as uh, referring to him as Nuno Fishburne Statham. Right. Uh, they were giving him a double barrel name. So they reckon he was. Kind of, and I went and looked some photos of Nuno. It does look a bit like Jason Statham, doesn't it? He's a mixture of Larry Fishburne and Jason Statham. It's absolutely amazing stuff. If you are if you are unfamiliar with Nuno and, and, and the general go of him, uh, get on it. Then I started to worry that, you know, uh, you know, because someone said, you know, you look a bit like that Nuno fella. I, I was like, shit, do I look a bit like Statham or do I look like, I'm, I'm, hoping, it's, I'm hoping it's Fishburne, frankly. Um, but anyway, that's, that's that. That's a little beside the, by the by. And another brilliant stat I heard is, it, speaking of the points totals there that you guys were just going on about, did you hear or do, are you aware of the fact that it could be a situation this year where, um, the team who finished top of the league, i.e. City, and um, could have a bigger goal difference than the points total for the team who finished second. How about that for a stat? That's the way things are looking at the moment, that's isn't the, it? Yeah. I mean, that's the kind of thing. That, that's the kind of thing where you just you do for all the shit we gave them earlier on. You do have to dot your cap. They have been kind of they have been outstanding to be ahead twenty points ahead of this team. This Jurgen Klopp Liverpool team, that's bloody impressive. I, by any, they're by a phenomenal standards. football team. There's no getting away from that. They are phenomenal, and um, they thoroughly deserved winning the league. Do I like the fact that they won the league? No. Fucking, I hate it. I hate any team winning the league if it's not Liverpool. So I've had nothing but hate for the last 28 years. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, you know, they're a fucking awesome team. And guess what? We beat them in the Champions League quarterfinals and fucked them up good and proper. So. Six days. Yes. At least we've got something over them. <laughs> 360 minutes, 9-9. How's that for a stat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they had a yeah, love all that. Let's just uh, take our usual uh, tangent away from, from, from footy for a while um, because there are a couple of things I wanted to bring up. First thing, Carl, I have to say, this, this is a directed in, in, uh, towards you because uh, we found ourselves involved in the conversation earlier on with um, with uh, Ray X of this parish uh, about uh, about fonts and, <laughs> and uh, you you two were, were were representing for a particular I, I think you had said you were going to Georgia and I said yeah, yeah. that's that's one that's the only one that I ever write and I've written in Georgia since I started writing because I love it and it was the chosen font of of the Liverpool offside the website that I began with um I absolutely love it. I can't, I can't bear anything that's not in it now. But what was this one that you put, that you two guys were, were, were reveling in that I, I'm going to have to go and check it out now. Just for a fo- What is it called? Bookman. It's called Bookman. Oh, okay. So for, for, for font nerds, get on that, uh, highly recommended by both Carl and Ray. So, I mean, these, these people know, these people know what they're chatting about. I'm going to give it a um, title there. I'm not. I'm going to find it somewhere. But yeah, I mean, I meet a man uses it all the time. And uh, it's good, in, in it, as Ray says, it's a book of an old style. That's it. Because it, look, it looks like, um, typewriter. It looks like, it looks like, it looks like, it looks like Jessica Fletcher on there that she wrote on the opening titles of that. Ah. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. All the kids go, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Before we before we go, uh, Cam, I'm going to come to you first on that question that we we said we said the last day we talked briefly about uh, about favorite programs and stuff like that. And I'm going to come to you in a second. I'm going to ask you two things. One is the to for the worst film that you've ever seen. I want you to think about that, and then I want you to give people a bit of a, a recommendation, a, a Netflix recommendation at the end of the, at the end of the show. We're going to come to that in a minute. But I also then just want to see if either of you can rival this for complete idiocy and misfortune. Because this evening I came in and I, I, I feel like I just need to get this off my chest. I came in uh, having done a day's work, having gone to the gym, feeling reasonably good about myself. Decided that even though I was starving, like properly, properly starving, that I would make myself a good healthy salad spent ages cutting and chopping and putting ingredients in place swishing it all about you know it's it, it was impressive lads i have to say it was a bloody impressive bowl of food put it on the table went to make myself some nice coffee with my lovely coffee machine that i love so much 
brought the coffee over and as I was on my way over, um, I just uh, heard something out of the, uh, in the corner of the kitchen, didn't pay attention, put the coffee down, went and turned around again. And when I went back, the cat was in my salad. <laughs> now, I mean, the cat was in my salad, a front paw and its head. It had come in the freaking window because it's not an inside cat and it was in my salad. And in my rage to shoo it away, I happened to shoulder my coffee and my cafetiere, <laughs> which I had as a spare, onto the floor. My oh, floor is tiles. <laughs> Everything is fucked. Everything is fucked, lads. Um, I, I've i never sorry, had a more embarrassing that. kitchen moment. But I, I, I listen. It, it was, it was, it was so horrific. I felt like I needed to just tell you about it. I hope you don't mind. I mean, I hope. Have you any uh, comparative kitchen disasters that either of you can make me feel a bit better about? Oh God, loads. I, I don't have kitchen. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Go for it, Carl. Oh no, just the first time I remember. Um, uh, literally taking. Uh, just when I first start going out with my girlfriend. Taking a very impressive pizza, which uh, a normal pizza, like you know, like the cheap margarita one, but I'd added to it. And I think it was, I was as I, re- I removed it with a big swish of um, uh, a beautiful arc right from the oven, supposed to be right onto the plate. Missed the plate, missed the work service, and of course went face down. When I'm trying to act all debonair in a sort of um, like a gourmet, the way I swept it out of the <laughs> oven, it's beautiful. Right off a big hot plate thing, straight onto the floor, face down. So are we from uh, deep deep deserve, my dear? No. <laughs> Jesus. Can I just say, Mrs. Mrs. B, Mrs. B makes the best homemade pizza. A friend of mine, uh, we, uh, we actually went to a pig roast, and Mrs. B's a vegetarian, so she took her own pizza with her. Nobody wanted to eat the pig roast. They all wanted a pizza. My friend wants me to open a pizza chain and franchise. Pam's pizzas. Because the pizzas are that good. And you deliver. Oh. Excellent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a full, yeah, there's a full business there. Jesus Christ, get on it. That's that's impressive. Uh, have you ever done anything as 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 patently awful as what I just did there this evening? No, I don't. I don't do the kitchen. I'm not a kitchen person at all. You I, just don't get in. I you do, don't get in near it, really. Like I mean, the, the closest. I, I mean, as I've said previously, I I make a mean omelette. You know, I I I'm, I can I can say that, but I've I've never messed it up. How can I mess up my one thing? You know, to I just be fair, an omelette is just a, an element of broken veg put together. So you can't really mess up an omelette, can you? Listen, don't take that away from me. <laughs> and if you get that wrong, it's just scrambled egg, surely. Yeah, well, if I put some milk in, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Look at Calder oh, scramble yeah. around. Oh, fucking it's... hate you, Copac, sometimes. You know <laughs> He's got you there, man. He's got you there. Yeah. I'm fucking off now. Oh, I'm like... <laughs> now, before before I come to you, uh, uh, Carl, for your for your worst film ever, and I know what your answer is going to be, by the way, mate, because oh, we, we, we 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 go back a ways here, and I know what your your choice is going to be. But um, before I come to you on that, can we just share with the uh, with the listeners that uh, guy in the background has just told us that the worst and simultaneously best film ever is Zombievers, which I haven't had the pleasure of. I don't know if either of you have seen, have you? No. I think I've run around uh, a million miles from the title before I saw a second of the film. Yeah, I have to say it's 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 remarkably attractive to me and I'm going to be searching it for immediately after this show. But anyway, uh Carl, go on, hit me with the with the one I know that's coming, your worst film ever. Sliding doors. Sliding doors is and basically tell us why. Well, <laughs> tell us it's, why. it's it's basically the equivalent of Hamlet written from the other end of the the literary uh, literary and um and dramatic scene. It's just atrocious. It's um uh, I think everyone knows the premise. It was, it was the, made by the man who played Joey in Bread. That's not a great start already. Um, and obviously, it's all about if she got on the tube or not. If you missed the tube or not. Who was the lead actress, was it? It's Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, I thought so, yeah. yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow. And for some reason, she's going out with a bloke who used to play be in Yellow Pages adverts in the 80s. Um, and there's one scene. It's basically, she starts to get off with John Hanna. And she goes to his local. He's into Rowan. He goes to their local pub and they've had a really good day on the river. I already hate him at this point. 
more than I can possibly say. And he does this thing where he stands on a little stage and he dances at his mates and they all dance back at him and sing like a call, res- call and response thing. I, if I had any friends who did anything like that, they would be bruised come the morning. Who does things like that? Hang on, hang on. Did, did, did they raise their, their glass and say hooray? <laughs> because <laughs> it's the equivalent of what it is. It's, if they put John Hannah in that city video. Yeah. Oh, God, it's so awful. And there's just so many things like, like Gwyneth Paltrow's really going to struggle for a boyfriend, isn't she? The ugly cow. I mean, for God's sake. Oh, of course she is. I just can't get a proper boyfriend. Is, yeah. You're one of the most beautiful people in the world. Oh, everything about I, that song I, makes me want to show people. I have to say, man, you've broken my head open with the fact that Joey from Bread made that film. I did yeah, not know that. It, yeah. I, I, I used to enjoy Bread. That. that was a funny comedy, that was. Well, here, here's the thing, Cam. Here, here's the thing. Let's ask, our res- resident, <laughs> let's ask our resident grumpy scouser what he thought of Bread. What did you think as a fellow from the city? What was bread like? Because it was okay for most from the outside watching in. Like we, 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 it was what it was. I can't say I ever really enjoyed it, but I watched it every week. What did people from Liverpool actually think of it? Burn it and burn its face first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that. I knew it. I knew it. I, I somehow knew, it. I knew that one as well. Unemployment can be fun because we're all thieves. Fuck you. Oh, I know. Fucking hate Parliament. Yeah, it was shocking. It was oh, shocking. <laughs> I, I've upset him here, Cam. I've upset him here. Uh, well, you're, you're upset him here. Using it. I, I can't stand Carla Lane. Butterflies hated that as well. Solo hated that. Um, as I say, Live Birds had had the Irish <laughs> using it, which way, that goes a long way with me. But oh, it's just it's the, the lyrical language of the scripts. Uh, one of them must always talk slightly more lyrical than anybody else would. There's a slightly effete character who's supposed to be funny because he's camp. And uh horrible. I've gotten I've gotten right in it under your skin on this. I I I can only apologize. You'll get an email after this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Cam, worst movie ever. Go for it. The emoji movie. Oh that's shit! A... I imagine that's awful, is it? I I, I couldn't bring myself. I, I, fe- I, I well I I watched it with my kids and uh, I fell asleep. It, you know there was absolutely nothing about it. it it was probably one of the best sleeps I've had. It, uh, it, it put yeah. me to sleep. It, it was it was shockingly bad. It was shocking. Bad. But I'll tell you a little t- quick tale about another movie. I went with about there's about nine of us when we went to the cinema and it, um, we were going to watch that uh, uh, Mad Max movie, one with um, Tom Hardy and the latest one that came out. And uh, four or five of us went to watch that, and four or five went to watch the other. And because I was the older uncle and it was all like nephews and nieces and cousins and stuff, Muggins here ended up paying for everyone. So 117 quid I spent. Yeah, for everyone. Jesus. Yeah, with with a bit of food and stuff like this. Yeah, so I went to watch this Mad Max movie and I thought it was fucking shite. I really did. (laughs) I thought it was one of the worst fucking movies I've ever seen. And I came out and I was fucking livid. But you know what I was more livid about? I spent 117 fucking that quid you watching paid that you're, pay, you're paying a pound yeah, a minute. Yes. <laughs> you're doing a pound <laughs> a minute for that film. Pretty much. I don't think it was even 117 yeah. minutes long, was it? Probably. <laughs> Probably not. Oh, God. It was awful. I thought it was shit because there was nothing different about it. In any way. Yeah. Me. It was just like... A, a, lot, so a, lot, a lot of people liked it, Cam. I know they did though. They're fucking a lot stupid. Of, a lot of people liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Guy, yeah. guy, guy liked it. Producer guy liked it. Just letting you know that. Just, just, yeah, just by the way. Yeah, yeah. uh, <laughs> whatever. You t- I, I've, I've really managed to upset both of you with these questions. I feel bad now. So let's just finish on an up on an up note with that. One quick recommendation from you both, because I know our listeners think of you as men of culture, uh, men of men of taste. Men of uh, highbrow interest. I'm looking for a Netflix re- uh, request and a Netflix recommendation from each of you. Carl, we'll start with you. What do you reckon? I'm miles behind on this, and anyone who follows me will know that I've been talking about it a lot recently. But I'd never seen the sitcom Still Game until recently. Neither have I. Oh yeah. Oh my god, it's fantastic. It's absolutely. It's about basically it's set in Glasgow uh, and uh, the two men who've retired and live next door to each other, and basically anything with old people swearing in is automatically funny in my eyes, and 
It's just, <laughs> it's just absolutely, and anyone who watches it, um, will be nodding at this, but I'm a big fan of Winston, their mate Winston, who is the angriest man in the world. And he's incredibly funny. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's just beautifully done. It's a really, it's, it, there's a, there's a long, strong element of Ravsy Nesbitt in it. Um, it, it's, it's sort yeah. of shot that way as well. With, uh, there's, and there's, there's, um, there's a character in it called Navid who runs the, uh, the local sort of grocery shop. And, uh, and his wife's called Mina. And you never see her face and you never hear her speak English. It's just translated. And the abuse she gives him is just beautiful. I cannot recommend that comedy enough. I absolutely love it. I- what I love about this is that it's basically you, it's it's basically a vision of the future for you. It's just maybe maybe myself and yourself, <laughs> just two two old fellas just using bad language constantly and moaning about everything. I I I'm I gonna, I'm, I'm am I going to be the shop? Uh, are we going to do the stereotypical thing and say I'm going to be the shopkeeper now? Because <laughs> that's where you've left it. That's where you've taken this now. You realise that? Right. I'm going to find you a <laughs> You're on fire tonight, Danny. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, talk to me about your uh, your Netflix recommendation for the people. Um, actually, mine's quite a serious one, actually. Um, and Go I, on. The reason I'd recommend that people watch this is because if you can just take one little bit from this from this show and spot a sign, and it can help someone, then you need to do it. And for me, that's thirteen oh, reasons yeah. why. I mean, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard a lot of good stuff about it. It's tough going, it's a tough watch, right? It's, it's a very tough watch, and I actually watched it twice, and it got me twice. And it's, for me, I know it was seriously controversial in what they've done, and especially in how some of the scenes were uh, acted out and portrayed and shown. And I get all that. But like I said, if you can just take something from it, and, it, and you can help one person, then you're an amazing person for doing that. Yeah, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Good note for us to, to end on, and a kind of an earnest one, as you say, but you know, absolutely relevant in these this day and age. And everyone knows knows people who could um who could probably benefit from a bit of a reach out. So yeah, good 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 shout indeed. And that is probably a good spot for us to leave this uh, episode of the Anfield Index podcast. By the time we speak to you again, the Reds will have played in the league, and they will have played again in the Champions League, and we'll have lots to talk about. My thanks as ever to Carl and to Cam. Before we sign off, Carl, anything you'd like to share with the people before we go? I've got a piece coming out about James Milner this week, and I'm researching my next piece for some green grass in the ball, which is a little bit behind at the moment because life's got in the way, but uh, I've got something coming up soon for West Ham fans for that. Lovely, lovely. And Cam, what about yourself? I know we're keeping you. You're in a lay-by there. There are scooter gangs threatening you. Is there any last words you'd like to give us? Yeah, I just saw a bunny rabbit uh, run past. So I don't, I don't know if it was a bunny or a rabbit. or, But yeah, it was just by the daffodils over there. You, can you see the daffodils? It was, pr- it was probably a large rat. Don't fucking say that. I'll have no fucking tyres left, will I? <laughs> Fuck me, man. You're just... Why don't you just forgive me now? It's been a strong Colian element to this podcast. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. And on that terrible note of bullying, let me thank you, lovely listener. You are massively appreciated by myself and the two lads. We value your support immensely. Do keep listening. Uh, do us a favour and spread the word and let everybody know if you like us. Um, uh, it's worth maybe uh, giving us a listen. We would appreciate it uh, very much indeed. We appreciate the amount of you that listen on a regular basis. It's quite surprising on a constant uh, kind of a basis to me to hear how many of you are interested enough to keep tuning in. So thanks for that. Um, you know what we're going to say. In the interim, be kind to your fellow Reds and stay safe out there. Podcast Network.